Welcome back to another episode of Dakota Guys. My name is Jesse, and I'm the writer, director, and narrator for the Lost Codex episodes. And it's been a few weeks. I I, I, I apologize for being away for a couple weeks. And this episode, I call this episode Decoded 37.5 because it's not going to be a real episode. I know we, we do a couple of lore episodes or themed episodes, and then we do a rant ramble episode. And this is one of those rant ramble episodes, but it's... There's there's a bunch of stuff I want to talk about the future of Dakota and stuff like that and um, don't I'm not canceling Dakota so don't don't expect at the very end of this thing to say well there's no more Dakota no it's not the case uh, but first I want to kind of apologize for the absence both the my absence in in Discord my absence on Twitch and my absence with Dakota the last few weeks. Um, and there's been a couple of reasons. It, it actually timed up really well with Gnomebrary. And Gnomebrary in full swing allowed me to take a step back that I felt was necessary for me to kind of clear my head and restructure myself uh, with a whole bunch of stuff. It just, it just, real life stuff timed up with some online stuff that was going on. I just needed to take a step back. And one of the main reasons was it happened right around the the massive blizzard layoff and to all those listening here you know that i heavily encourage a a positive community i i am almost repetitive and obnoxious about the level of which i encourage positivity and how to how we treat other human beings especially developers content creators fans of this or that there's no reason to be to be stupid and and hateful and the last couple months have just been a constant preach fest i know many people have have stopped listening or have now roll their eyes whenever we talk because those lost codex lost codex bros are all about all about positivity and all that stuff and i figured if people are going to stop listening or mute the stream or turn off the stream because of that so be it right but with the recent layoffs, I couldn't find anything to talk about. I didn't want to talk about the recent layoffs because I know several, many people, many friends of mine I, I, that I uh, met at prior BlizzCons unfortunately did not survive uh, the massive cut at Blizzard. And I know many people wanted me to talk about it, and I, I just, at the time, I didn't. And this isn't what this podcast is about. I'm not going to offer my thoughts uh, as another content creator who puts his nose in in things they don't understand, because I, I don't understand the business behind it. No matter what you can say, it's a rightful business decision. Shut up. There are people who lost their jobs and lost their stability. You know, obviously there's a business perspective behind it, but there's also an emotional perspective behind it. And the only thing we can do is sympathize with the emotional perspective about it, because we don't know the business dealings and the business reasons for all of that stuff. Unfortunately, no matter how in depth you are unless you physically work high up in there we all don't know the details and you know people could say well i work in game development that's fine but again we don't know the details so i'm gonna keep my nose out of that aside from show support show positivity where you can um several of these people who were who were let go are I've started up on different paths, different companies. Uh, many of them are just, uh, you know, solo artists and stuff like that. 
And so if you see them out and about, you see anyone who's did get hit by the cuts, you know, just go offer them their, a word uh, of support, a uh, couple of couple of messages or whatever you can on social media or, or whatever. Um, so that actually hit me pretty hard. And of course, you're going to say, well, Jesse, why were you hit pretty hard? It didn't affect you. It didn't affect me in any way. But it, it hit the community pretty hard because... It seems Blizzard's been on this this little bit of a shaky ground recently, and then Activision Blizzard does this. I I didn't want to comment. I didn't have anything to comment. I had to take a step back. So that's mo- part of the reason what started all of this. Um, the general negativity of the community has been taxing on me. Very, very uh, emotionally taxing, mentally taxing on me. Um, because people are... just incessant with their with their with their volatile spewing of, of whatever they have to have a comment for everything and it's it's getting old to comment on it all the time it's getting old to continuously be that positive force um, good friend of mine Taryn Gregory posted yeah the other day on on Twitter I'm gonna find the post here. Um, you know, Taryn's often retweeting and talking about positivity and and all that, and I'm just gonna find the post here. Give me one second. Wasn't prepared. Taryn says, The tsunami of rage phenomenons we see lately are only possible because a sizable number of individuals have made seeking, finding, and displaying rage a full-time collective hobby. It's dehumanizing to both the aggressor and the recipient. Time is precious. Use it mindfully. Um, to which he later responds, To me, it's the difference between peaceful protest, angry people, and riots, violent angry people. I believe as social media platforms do, the coordinated harassment campaigns are a form of violence. Their intent is to do harm. And that is exclusively what has been going on in the last few months. And we all we all know how often that comes up, especially in my streams and in my podcasts. And so it's just, it's up to us, the members, members of this community to continue to just be a good person. We can be better. We can do better. There's no reason we need to recede into this level of toxic dehumanization for, for no reason. Um, and that's just going to be my collective message that I that I encourage for you guys to think about. Um, and so all of that combined with the Blizzard layoffs, combined with just the last couple of months, and it, it really hit me and I had to take a step back. Um, and with no brewery in full swing, it, it was a great time to do it. Jeff was streaming every day for February, uh, including today, March 1st. And Gnome Brewery was awesome. And I figured, you know what? If there's ever going to be a time to step back while we work on the Seth Rillis video, which is out, by the way. Go check it out. Uh, it, it was going to be two weeks ago. So I, t- I took, a, took a step back a couple weeks ago, which is why there hasn't been much activity from me, myself, Jesse, in the last few weeks. No decoded, nothing like that. Um, just I was kind of working on the Seth Rillis video, but also kind of trying to mentally recharge uh, that and uh, had a friend from out of town visiting Canada, so was playing uh, the gracious Canadian host 
that I have multiple times. Jeff, Steve, other people have come up. So uh, just busyness all around. And I took a step back and I just wanted to explain to you why I was doing that. Um, and not just being a silent entity for no reason. Uh, for those of you who have been participating in the streams or Gnomebrary streams for, uh, with Jeff, uh, thank you so much. Gnomebrary had an amazing turnout and it was a well-orchestrated event by Jeff. And you know what? This all started when I was talking about my RPG characters and Jeff got the idea for, you know, what if he made his own gnome RPG character? And then he thought, well, what if we turn this into a whole month of prompts? And what if we turn this into an art prompt? And uh, I, I think it was my idea that I said, well, let's let's sponsor it using the Lost Codex. And I didn't expect it to take off as, as well as it did. So many people were doing written prompts, uh, screenshots in game, uh, their own artistic prompts. It was really great to see. And I think it really shines a proper due credit for one of the most underrated races in game. Um, and I'm happy to see how well it turned out, especially with all the stuff with going on with Mechatork and, and Battle for Desire Lore and Mechagon coming up. I, th I think it was an amazing turnout for anyone who plays gnomes or enjoys gnomes as a race. So if you did participate in Gnomebrary, thank you. Um, Jeff also thanks you. Jeff just ended his final stream for Gnomebrary about a couple, maybe an hour and a half ago. And... Um, Hashtag gnome love is 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 a good is a good hashtag for this whole month. Um, so I'm I'm glad that people love Gnomebrary so much, and it allowed me to take a step back and Jeff to take full reins of uh, what's going on. Um, the Sethless video took a, took up a majority of the time through February, the first couple weeks. Um, and so Jeff was kind of balancing his time between doing his gnome prompts, but also doing snake stuff as well for Sethrilis. And I, I thought I'd offer some behind-the-scenes thoughts on, on the Sethrilis video and stuff like that. So if you guys haven't seen it yet, uh, pause the podcast right now. Go watch it. Um, it's our latest lore video. And um, yeah, it's actually something a little bit different. I, I once again throw on a Zandalari impression. Seems most people like the voice. A couple of people have not liked the voice. Got pretty couple of funny comments there. Um, that's okay. If you do like the voice, let me know. If you don't like the voice, also let me know. Um, but why Sethrilis? Of all the Loa to do, why not Razan or Gonk or Paku? And I felt like Sethrilis's story in game was unfortunately one of those story arcs, or actually all of Voldoon was a victim of this, where it was changed pretty late in, 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 in the beta or alpha. Kind of like Gorgrond. Now, of course, it's not a horrible mess like Gorgrond in Warlords, but I feel that Voldoon did have a lot of empty roads at the end of the, uh, end of the story, and it didn't get the full credit that it was um, that it was due. Um... And so in, in, in Voldoon, we, we learn of the Snake Loa and how she fights Mithrax. And uh, initially, the entire temple of Atulamon was supposed to have been destroyed, ripped open. There's actually a, a model in, in one of the models, not in the model viewer, but a different model viewer that shows, like, buildings and stuff. And you can find a destroyed pyramid 
the exact same pyramid that you find in, in Voldoon and Nazmir, but it's like blown open, but it has no texture. And I think at some point they abandoned the blown open temple and went with the, the just the, the rundown one. But at several times in the zone, they mention that the temple is exploded and that Mithrax destroys it, but then at other times, only Mithrax only destroys the seal. Again, a bunch of mix-up and confusion. And I think the video, the, the, the story, is a really solid story. You know, we, we learned at BlizzCon that the reason why the, the jungles of Uldun vanished was because of the uh, of the Akir, and then we find out later it's because of Setherless dying. And I felt like all this little bits and pieces of information from BlizzCon and, and interviews and then what we have in-game really had a, a, a concrete, awesome story um, that I wanted to present in my own way. And where the ultimate inspiration came from was BlizzCon and talking to Alex Afrasiabi and I asked him about Sethrilis and Mithrax. That's when Sethrilis stepped in. This, in it's huge battle in students. I always described it. I wanted this King Kong-like battle where this, this beauti beautiful, amazingly powerful snake loa kind of entwined itself around this massive old god minion. Right. And this huge battle ensued in which the old god took some chunks out of Sethrilis the minion, rather. Right. But Sethril is kind of dug her fangs right into the side of, of Mithra Mithrax, and then basically it fell, and then it kind of went back to its lair, where it, this is where it was worshipped, and from there it died, and around that the, the city, uh, the, the temple city now kind of formed around it. Right, okay. Right? And I really, really wanted to show how powerful she was, so I said, okay, let's do the Sethrilis video, and um... The big question came, how can we do the Sethrilis video when we don't have a model for Sethrilis? And now you might say, Jesse, she has a model in the in the dungeon. But that's her new model. She once had a different model. She was once just a snake, but that snake model doesn't exist. And um, so you might be familiar with the artist Hypnos world. Hypnos reached out to him and him and I were talking and he was saying how he misses making Warcraft images. And I said, well, we're, we're starting a we're starting a project. Do you want in? And he goes, okay, well, tell me what it's about. And I said, oh, it's about Sethrilis. And here's the Alex Afrasiabi clip. And he went, oh, fuck, that's cool. That's really cool. I'd have to make a Sethrilis model, but that's really cool. And I was like, it is really cool. Two days later, bam, custom model of Sethrilis. Uh, the whole King Kong image, all done. Uh, we inspired him to do it, or we led to the inspiration to do that, and, and that kind of gave us the fuel we needed. We were, like, really excited about doing this, but when we saw him doing a custom model of Sethrilis, we were like, oh, man, we have to get on board 100%. So we kind of helped each other out. We pushed the idea towards him, and he locked us in with it. And uh, Hypnos is awesome because you should go check out his uh, links in the description below if you're listening on YouTube or, uh, or SoundCloud or iTunes. Um, go to DeviantArt, look up Hypnos World, and you'll see he does all these custom images with his own custom models. He shows scenes in Warcraft lore that have never been shown before, and he used Sethrilis's Loa model, and then the new Snake models, and he combined it to make an ancient Sethrilis model from a, a long time ago. Looks really dope, what she looked like when she was just a snake, not exactly a Sethrak. And, um, 
what was really cool is not only does he make his images, but he makes the models 100%. So he's able to pose them in different ways. And Hypnos really came through with us by... We sent him a requested list of poses for the video. So you'll notice as you watch the Sethrilis video, you'll notice we have these close-ups of Sethrilis, not her Sethrak model, but her her snake model, which again, isn't a blizzard model. That's 100% customized. Um, Zoom-ins on her face, uh, her body coiled up, her rearing back as she's about to attack, all these different things. Her wounded, her dead. Uh, spoilers. And by getting these custom models, we were really able to... Basically, what we would have done, if we had that custom blizzard model, we could have done that ourselves. But because it was in the hands of someone else, they... Uh, they were able to help us out with that, which is really cool. And um, this was actually one of the biggest collaboration videos we've ever done, aside from the Horseman Psalm, where we worked with a whole bunch of different people, um, uh, singers and and, and uh, artists and all sorts of stuff. Um, but in this video, we worked with Tompshire, Sir Tompshire, who's a, who's a machinima artist. You may know him from his... Uh, uh, Warcraft 3 uh, cinematic revamps with uh, Arthas and Uther recently did one and a whole bunch of other stuff he's done. He, he just did a video, I believe, uh, for Skull, Skull Shorties on YouTube um, and a whole bunch of other stuff he's also done. Check it out, put description in the below. Tom Shire agreed to, uh, stepped up and, and helped us with several scenes, which kind of took the pressure a little bit off of Jeff. And this is what's interesting. We're, we're looking and this is kind of us putting out the feels, you know, the, the feelers a little bit, but we're looking for machinima artists who, who'd be interested in having some of their images shown in the Lost Codex videos. Jeff does all the visuals by himself, and that's what takes so long is, is you know, the whole appeal to our channel is the, is the visual uniqueness. Um, and so by having other artists work with Jeff, and Jeff oversee, you know, the, the operations of what they do, it allows us to streamline our videos a little bit more. So, uh, Sir Tom Shire actually stepped up and really helped us out with, with this video as well. Uh, so thank you, Sir Tom Shire, with that, with, for doing that for us. Uh, he did three different scenes. Um, he did the, the Sethra control praying but before a troll priest inside Sethrilis's temple at the beginning. Uh, he did the Troll and Loa versus the minions of the old gods clashing on the map, and then he did uh, Mithrax attacking the Voldoon temple in jungle form, which was actually really cool. Um, we he basically had to reconstruct Voldoon in jungle form, which was not an easy task. So, really, really awesome there. Uh, we also, of course, worked with uh, Hypnos, as I mentioned, Sir Tom Shire, and of course the. Stupidly talented Issei Silva. Um, Issei had been, it had been a couple of months since she had done a video for us, and so she um, she stepped up and did the regeneration scene with all the smoke and the and the and the blue clouds of energy uh, going on in the background with Sethrilis's uh, leg and arm form kind of regenerating there, so her new Sethrak uh, phase, which is really cool because we combined her smoke with Jeff's 3D smoke, and it really made a really cool uh, uh, animated scene uh, in that in that part. So shout out for that. Um, 
and you can check her out on Twitter. I don't know if she still has Tumblr, but check her out. I'll post her Twitter link down below. Now, what's 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 next for the Lost Codex? Well, a couple things. Obviously, with Nombrary just ending, water break. Nombrary just ended. So I thought, you know what, not a better time to do a gnome video than now. We haven't talked about gnomes anyway, we haven't done any sort of quick holocore episode about uh, the gnomes. So we're thinking about that. We're also thinking about the battle for Desara lore. Uh, I've been talking with my mods about this and it's a little bit of a challenge because how do you tell the story of a current event or recently past event that has two perspectives? the Alliance perspective and the Horde perspective. Do we two different videos? Do we have two different narrators arguing with each other? Still trying to figure that out. The other one is revisit Ajara story. Start getting the Ajara stuff in early before 8.2 comes out. I'm thinking about that as well. And of course, doing more Loa stuff. The Loa of Zandalar um, are a very interesting topic. I love talking about them and our series on the Loa. Uh, we've done two so far. Tales of the Loa with Shadra and Sethrilis. So, you know, who's up next? Uh, Akunda, Paku, Kimble. So many options we can do. Uh, I'm thinking about taking a break from the Loa because we've done a lot recently. Uh, and give the Alliance side a little bit of love, whether it's Kul'Tiris or Gnomes or something. We gotta figure out what. Um, so, that's what we're talking about. Of course, it, when it comes down to it, when we, if we decide to do it by vote, um, shameless plug for Patreon, patreon.com slash lostcodex. Patrons on there can vote for upcoming videos and stuff like that, but they're, you know, able to decide the future of, um, of Lost Codex videos, but it has to be something we're comfortable with. It can't just be 100% community-driven because we have to make sure it stays related to current stuff as well. Now, before I start talking about art and other stuff with Patreon, I want to quickly talk about the future of Decoded and, and where why Decoded's kind of fluttered and stopped, come to a halt lately. And ultimately, it comes down to solo podcasting uh, is difficult and potentially boring for listeners. Um, there's always going to be people who stick around and stream and hang out and, you know, love to interact with me in the pre-show and the post-show. As you guys know, I don't really interact with the audience during the podcast because I don't want to derail. But pre-show and post-show is, is really a fun time. And if you want to participate in the in the post-show uh, shenanigans twitch.tv slash lost codex lore but some comments have told me that you know solo podcasts are a little boring people miss the co-hosts and I, I don't take that as an insult it's it's easier to listen to two people talk rather than one person just yell at you for a solid hour and a half uh, and it's easier for me to talk to someone I can sit there I can I can take a breather I can gather my thoughts. Someone could say something that I hadn't thought of before. Um, and ultimately, co-hosts are a preferred thing, right? Um, it used to be once upon a time. Uh, co-hosts in the past have been... Obviously, Jeff comes on every now and then, but we've got Issei, 
who hasn't been on in a while. I got to bring her on uh, just to uh, let her ramble. Uh, but it used to be Issei and I, or Shannon and I, or um, Jack was my main podcast co-host for a long time. I've had Zuanich on, um, and obviously other people want to be on, but finding a co-host isn't easy, and, and here's why it's not easy. I can't bring everyone on for every topic, and... It makes it unfair, cause how do I choose? You know, if I if I have a if I have a podcast on orcs, I know four or five different orc enthusiasts who would love to hop onto the podcast with me. But it's also not a free lottery to choose from. It's 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 difficult to uh, to choose a co-host like that. Um, and I'd love to be able to bring a new person on every week, but there is an organizational issue. There is a structuring and a, a scheduling problem that comes with that. Um, and that's hard enough to have with a co-host that has a consistent schedule, let alone someone who, someone different every week. That is difficult. Um, and it leads to a false sense of, well... You had Random Joe A on for this episode, bring Random Joe B on for that episode. It's, I would love to have a different person every time. Um, but it's just, it's it's not always the easiest thing to do because it does come down to a fairness issue. Um, so I have to find a easy to work with middle ground there because... Having Jack, uh, and, and for those wondering, everyone asks him, and then where is Jack? Jack just had to step away from the Lost Codex and stuff because it was using up a lot of his time and stuff. And and uh, he was a great co-host to have, but going from a consistent co-host to nothing, people have noticed the change, people have noticed, and, and I've noticed myself struggling to come up with topics, even alone, having, having um, someone to brainstorm with. And, and you know what? I have, a, I have an amazing, amazing set of mods. Three awesome mods who, who would help me daily brainstorm ideas for a podcast. But, um, and this isn't me throwing mods under the bus, but there, there's not really an interest there for them to be, uh, to be co-hosts. And actually, one of them just mentioned in chat here, this is going to sound a little mean, but some co-hosts could just be bad. And bad could be a number of things. Bad could be a shyness factor. You know, you're not super talkative and stuff like that. And and I have had shy co-hosts in the past, but they they tend to say nothing and then say everything all at once, which is okay. But there, some people might not know, you know, how much to say, what to say, when they can speak, how to speak on a podcast. Uh, some people could have just garbage equipment in terms of microphone or headsets. Um, some person could have connectivity issues. Some person could derail, absolutely horribly derail. And if we do it live, that's awkward, right? Editing, you know, we the reason why we do it live it, and the reason why we ignore the chat is because we try to prevent things from being derailed. Um, and, you know, people who are listening to this in the car or on their way to work, they don't want to hear someone talking to an imaginary chat they can't see. That's no fun. Um, if the chat was able to call in and you could hear people call in, that'd be different, but it's not the case. So, um, there is, there's an issue with bringing on random guest co-hosts just out of the blue. 
um, that I have to find a good middle ground to work with. I can come up and brainstorm with ideas. My mods can help me. But at the end of the day, I, it's, it's easier to have when you have someone there to talk with you. And I keep looking over here because usually over there, not physically, you know, in the room I'm in now, but on stream, I'm usually on the on the left-hand side and I'm looking over to the right because that's where my co-host is. Um, and so it's something I got to figure out. And the other problem is I'm trying to find a, lay out a schedule and a breakdown list of topics because I, I can talk about anything. You I can, I can make it so, you know, someone could randomly suggest an idea, you know, or do a blind podcast. What's the topic today? Jesse, the topic is trolls. All right, I could talk about trolls, no problem. But is, is that something someone really wants to listen to, you know, on the whim kind of thing? I don't know. So I have to break down a list of topics. I, I want to try and structure things, you know, maybe reviews of the raid, which would involve me doing the raid. You know, that, there, there's a plus. Or, or reviews and, you know, people love the cinematic... Uh, analysis that we do and they love the podcast cinematic analysis where we go in um, and talk about it in, in greater detail so there are I have ideas and hopes but I have to restructure that and that involves a little bit of effort a little bit of work on my part so bear with me uh, and then the other thing that I would love to do is bring on special guests like content creators and others uh, to bring them on you know as unfair as it is to say, well, I don't know if I could bring random Joes on, but I'll bring on content creators. That there's a big, there's a bigger appeal there because a it helps with the growth of the channel. I bring on X content creator, hopefully brings some of their um, fans and and viewers with them. So there's a gain for me, there's a gain for the other person, and there's a networking opportunity there. So three major issues, good issues there, that really benefit the channel. And I I really, you know, I've had Jay the Bard on in the past, and, and, and Zuwanich, um, and Shannon, you may remember Shannon uh, from when we did, but wait, there's lore. Um, but... You know, and people people like that kind of stuff. And then there was there was Jack, and you know, Jack was just associated with the Lost Codex. So I'd love to bring on um, some other content creators as well, and bring back some other ones uh, who have who have been on before. And I got no problem with random Joes, especially people named Joe. Um, Joe should know that, but but maybe not. Maybe not, Joe. I'm Joe. I apologize to you, sir or madam. Um, but I'd love to bring on content creators to, to talk with me on certain topics. But that also involves scheduling. That's also another issue, which is not... I can't just, oh yeah, I'm going to bring on so-and-so on the whim. Um, so that's where Dakota's going. I'm Dakota might be absent for the next little while. Uh, while I restructure and reorganize and, and try to do a soft reset on, on how I want to do this um, instead of just a random weekly. It, it may come down to that I have to stop live streaming this. I may have to actually go back to recording offline. Um, I'm not sure if that has any pressure on it. It, it might it might have some sort of level of pressure on me. It might not because that way we can't um, 
we can't edit anything or in the editing is more intense since there's now a visual video element to it so i have to go and figure that out uh let me know in the comments guys whether you're here in chat even though my chat's totally derailed right now um or if you're on youtube do you guys like the podcasts with a video element for those who like to watch me wave my arms around or you don't really care because you just listen to it anyway. Whether it's in the background on YouTube or you listen to it on iTunes or, or SoundCloud. Does the video element matter? Is there a plus? Is there a, is, is there a backwards thing? Thank you, Anthony. Anthony says that he loves the podcast with the video element. Anthony says that. Video element in caps. Um, but other people, what do you guys think? Do you agree with Anthony? So uh, let me know. Now, what else can we look forward to with the Lost Codex? Well, I've been working on a couple ideas uh, in terms of merchandise and and Patreon rewards. There's a couple of art things that I'm working on with some artists um, that, that w as we get closer, I'll be more excited to show you. Um, and of course, with that season of BlizzCon coming up, everything's kind of tied to that. So we, you know. People want to know where they can get the Lost Codex shirts. I'm still trying to figure out an online store. It's not the easiest thing because they total mixed reviews, but keep an eye out. We will have something going up on Redbubble very soon. I will post when that is officially launched if you guys want uh, uh, a certain, certain, just uh, the journals are coming to Redbubble very soon. If people are interested in, in, in uh, in the physical Lost Codex journals, which do I have one? No, I don't got one nearby. I do, but I'm not moving because that's way too far. Um, so we got a couple of art things looking for to look forward to. Um, Patreon is going to have some new things as well. Uh, keep an eye patreon.com slash the Lost Codex for anyone who wants to support what we do. Uh, we'll never post any exclusive lore videos up there, so don't feel like you're going to miss out on anything. Uh, those on Patreon get early access to things, like they get to see uh, behind-the-scenes screenshots of what's coming, they get to see script access if they want, uh, they get an a day or two early release of these videos, so they get to see um, what we've made before anyone else. And, um, so if you guys want to support us, patreon.com slash the lost codex. We got the $1 tier, we got the $5 tier, we got a whole bunch of tiers. And again, if you can't support us on lost codex, uh, on Patreon rather, or on Twitch, and you can only support us just by watching us, that, that means the world to us. Don't feel that you need to, uh, any sort of monetary support is, is necessary. It is a, um... It's merely a bonus, but simply by watching, whether it's YouTube, stream, whatever you're doing, that is enough support. So thank you guys for helping us out with stuff like that. We do want to hit Twitch Partner as soon as possible. Our goal is the end of the year. I don't know if that's realistic, but we, we, we want to try. Um, so definitely, definitely tune into our Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv slash lore. This is where the podcast is being recorded live, um, and we can go from there. Uh, and maybe one day meet Twitch, uh, Twitch partner. What else to look forward to from the Lost Codex? Collaborations. Uh, we would love to have 
interviews and special talks with Decoded and on and on stream. We'd love to be able to make more lore videos faster, um, which involves you know bringing on more artists. Uh, involves you know it, it's hard. Jeff and I both work day jobs as well, so it's hard to you know you spend all of our time making that. We would love to be able to do this full time, and that is a goal one day. So fingers crossed, guys. Um, and decoded is in the is being reworked right now. We are we are we are temporarily fixing up decoded, fixing up some rough patches, and we'll see where we can continue and, and go from there. Uh, this is episode thirty-seven point five of decoded. Uh, just a little update episode on what's been going on, where I've been, what's been going on with Gnomebrary, and we hope to have a, another lore video for you in March. Um, I want to get down to doing two videos a month, whether it's two short videos or what. We can see what we can, you know, what we can figure out. If you're a machinima artist or you're good with uh, any sort of machinima art in the same way that we present our stuff, and you'd love, you know, to, to have your art featured in a video, let us know. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Special thanks to uh, Sir Topshire, Issei Silva, and Hypnosworld for their awesome collaboration uh, in the last video. And uh, I got really nothing else to say, guys. So thank you for tuning in to episode 37.5 of Decoded. Sorry it's a little bit of a shortened episode today, but um, it's all I got. It's all I got. We'll, we'll figure this out. We'll, we'll get back on track. I'll try to bring in a co-host. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys for watching here on twitch.tv slash lore. My name is Jesse, and we'll see you for episode 38 at some point in time. I don't know when, I don't know where, I don't know when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen, if it'll be streamed again, if it'll be recorded, maybe we'll, we'll do it live outside in the rain or in the snow, it's Canada, I'm not doing that. Alright, thank you guys, we'll see you next time for episode 38, don't quote me when it's happening, see ya.